Welcome back to Show Me Today. I'm Bill Pollack. The Indiana bat is an endangered species, and we found one here in Missouri. Exciting for the folks at Shaw Nature Reserve, which is part of the Missouri Botanical Garden. And we'll hear more about the Indiana bat now from Calvin Maginal. In 2017, um, we had a citizen-led bioblitz, which is a phenomenon where people who have different expertise get together and um, go to a property and all work together to identify everything they possibly can at that property. And in 2017, um, we captured one Indiana bat, and um, the Indiana bat itself is a federally endangered species. Um, they, like, like many of our native bats, um, overwinter in caves and in those caves, they are susceptible to the white-nose syndrome, and that has been one of the things that is uh, decimating their population in addition to habitat loss. So it was pretty exciting that we we found one at Shaw Nature Reserve. We also uh, found nine additional species of bats at the Nature Reserve, including two others that are either listed as threatened or um were later listed as um, threatened or endangered, and those include the gray bat and the tricolored bat. So in 2018, we put out acoustical detectors to monitor for both the Indiana bat and the gray bat. And in 2019, we mist netted again. So mist nets are these really fine nets that you place um, high up between trees in the areas that bats will fly, and they'll fly into the net and get stuck and then you can lower the nets and put a tag, or in our case, we put a, a radio transmitter on the back of the bat and then release them. And the, the bats that we were finding at the nature reserve were female bats, and female Indiana bats nest or roost together in colonies to raise their young. And so if you can put a transmitter on one of those bats, then you can use radio telemetry and walk through the woods and figure out where the roost tree is. I'm, I'm guessing you got to be uh, you got to be rather careful when you're when you're um, trying to you know tag a bat after you after one has flown into one of these nets. Yes, it takes uh, highly trained individuals to remove the bats from the net. Um, the netting is, is very very fine, and the spaces in between the nets are kind of about as wide as chicken wire. But the, the material is not metal. It's, it's a fine uh, plastic mesh. So it doesn't and harm them. And you also, it does not harm them, no. What, the, the one thing that you have to be careful of is that the people who are handling the bats also have to have their rabies vaccinations because um, bats do carry rabies. So it, it's not anyone can just um, handle the bats and, and do this work, especially with endangered species. I'm guessing part of the reason for for doing this is to uh, keep keep tabs on white nose syndrome and make sure. I guess checking up on the general health of the bats. Correct, especially the the population levels. So um, this is a side a side story to what's going on at Show Nature Reserve. But I was working for the Nature Conservancy in 2009, and that was shortly after they discovered white nose syndrome in the U.S. And we visited a cave there, Mount Aeolus. I think it had about 400,000 bats um, in, in the original census. 
but they estimated that 95% of those bats had passed away from white nose um, five to six years later. So it, it's it's quite a deadly um, disease. It's not really a disease. I guess it's a fungus. You're listening to Show Me Today. This is Marshall Griffin. We're speaking with Calvin Maginell. He's the ecological resource scientist with the Shaw Nature Preserve. And the Shaw Nature Preserve is part of the Missouri Botanical Garden. Now, the the Indiana bat, well, bats in general play a role, but Tell us a little bit about the how what role the Indiana bat plays uh, with uh, conservation in Missouri. So the Indiana bat, as well as other bat species, fly at night and focus a lot on um, eating beetles and moths. And beetles and moths, the, the grubs, the larval stage of beetles, are a common predator of our um, crops and moths as um as many of you are aware, too, um, their caterpillars eat uh, a lot of our food staples and our crops. And because bats in particular forage during that time of night, they are one of the larger or, or more efficient predators of these various pests on our, on our food crops. So from a conservation standpoint, not only are they helping us manage, do pest management, but um, they also serve a, a vital role in the ecosystem of just generally managing the insect, the night insect populations. So tell us what else the, uh, the Nature Preserve is doing in regarding to uh, keeping tabs on bats and uh, making sure they making sure they're, you know, have a healthy living environment in Missouri. Sure. Yeah. So after we tracked the female bats to their roost tree, um, we discovered that it was in an area where uh, the river, the, the Merrimack River, had deposited uh, some piles of logs, some debris piles. And we had done a prescribed fire, so, that, so that's a, a burn that um, was planned and under very specific conditions, um, not a, as opposed to a wildfire. Um, so we had done a prescribed fire in 2017, and it had caught one of those debris piles on fire and killed a few trees, I think about 15 or so trees. And it was in some of those trees that the Indiana bats, the, the, the gravid, um, the pregnant female Indiana bats were um, roosting. And so we have since worked with the Fish and Wildlife Service to create more bat openings and to also um, reintroduce prescribed fire to the bottomlands of the Merrimack River corridor in an effort to increase the habitat um, and also create more roost trees. So one of the ways we're doing that is uh, we'll cut um, the smaller diameter trees in about a, an acre to a two or two acre size opening in the bottomlands, and then we'll leave a few of the big trees and then we'll girdle them. So girdling is um, taking a chainsaw and wringing the base of the tree. And so that will that will kill the tree and it will gradually lose like the bark. The bark is actually what the female Indiana bats go under because they can hide under the bark during the day from predators and then fly out at night and go forage and, and find insects to eat. Do all bats live in caves at certain points in time of the year or do they, you know, spend part of the time under bark, as you were just talking about? Uh, yeah, so different species of bats do that differently. So there are some species of bats that don't spend any time in caves. They, there are migratory bats that come through Missouri and, and will forage here during the growing season and then go back south. 
I want to say there's maybe three that do that. And then there's at least a couple species of bats that overwinter like in the leaf litter, just like out in the woods. And then the, the vast majority of the bat species, though, do overwinter in caves. But then they all come out and go to foraging places for the rest of the year. And that was Calvin Manganell. He's the ecological resource scientist with Shaw Nature Preserve, which is part of the Missouri Botanical Garden. Now, if you're just tuning in or want to hear more, subscribe to Show Me Today on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.